from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Why, thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to this Excelsior version of The Joy of Booking. My name, of course, DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. And it's interesting that my name is DC. Because I've always been a Marvel guy. Let's just be real here. Uh, I've always been a Marvel guy ever since the beginning. Uh, To me, Superman, okay, cool. Batman, okay, cool. Wonder Woman, okay. The Justice League never did much for me. Sometimes my favorite one was Aquaman, because being someone who enjoyed being in the water and sometimes daydreamed of being like the son of Poseidon and standing in the ocean, willing it to take me to my, you know, this great future under the ocean. Um, Yeah, when your favorite Justice League member is Aquaman, you might be a Marvel guy. And so I have wanted, lo, these many weeks, and perhaps even longer, in fact, most likely even longer, I've wanted to uh, do a dive into the Marvel movies and come up with my own rankings. We know how much we enjoy ranking and listing things here in the DDT wrestling universe. And so what I've done is I have a spreadsheet, of course, and I have listed... Um, the Marvel movies. Uh, Now, we should take some time here at the jump to talk about what this is not before we talk about what it is. This is not, at this moment, um, a definitive ranking of every superhero movie that features a character from the Marvel uh, pantheon. That's not what this is yet. I have dreams, and I'd like to think that we'll get there, but we're not there yet. This is solely in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we are going with movies. We are not going with um, the shows, and we are not going with characters. Again, perhaps we will get there in time, Um, but right now, let's start relatively small. And go with movies. The feature films. So that's what this is. We're going to go starting with Iron Man, which is generally considered to be the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, And we'll go all the way to Shang-Chi. Do I have Black Widow on here? I probably do. Yeah, I do. Uh, We'll go to Shang-Chi because that is the last Marvel movie that I have seen. Uh, If by chance The Eternals happens to come out. On Disney Plus, Uh, I will include it in this initial ranking. Otherwise, I will factor it in when we get to it. Uh, This will, of course, be a dynamic document. That means that it will change um, as we add things to it. Uh, I do want to eventually get into your Ben Affleck Daredevil, your X-Men movies, um, perhaps the, the other ones, the Deadpools, and things of that nature. So that's what this is, and that's what this isn't at the moment. I am also not going to factor in 
uh, box office numbers. Don't care about that. I'm not going to factor in uh, critical reviews. Don't care about that. This is my personal list. And I could just go through the movies um, and talk about them uh, a willy-nilly, as they say. But I did think I should have some criteria. I'm not going to assign point values or things. We tried that on an episode of Pro Wrestler Rankings. Didn't work great. Um, Didn't work great. Uh, But I am going to consider some things. This is almost like the rules that we have in our Corona Cup tournament. These are the things that I will be considering. Uh, Obviously, we must consider the hero. And obviously, we must consider the villain. Because I can't imagine any of these movies are going to be high on my list unless there is a very good villain. And I'm factoring in um, the character itself as well as the uh, theatrical performance, the acting performance of the the person playing that character. While we're still setting up boundaries and ground rules, this is not, I hope, going to be um, a list of my favorite superheroes. Um, That's what this is not. And what I mean by that is, you know, however I feel about Tony Stark, Iron Man from the comics... Um, hopefully will not translate. I'm going to try to leave my thoughts on the comics alone unless it comes into some of these other categories. So we're heroes and our villains, and then also other characters, you know, your your ancillary characters. Uh, Because Iron Man is the first movie we'll be talking about, um, your Pepper Potts, your Happy Hogan's, your your things of that nature. Uh, We should consider the story. I'm not going to go through Wikipedia and read the plot of these movies. Um, It'll be what I can remember from the story. Because part of me thinks, you know, I've seen all of these. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I am um, batting a thousand in terms of Marvel movies, at least up through 2021. And I think I've seen most of the the ones recently. Um, But what I'm saying is, you know... If I can't remember the story, that's probably saying something about the movie. Uh, And then the last category that I came up with is just moments. What are the moments that we will remember from this movie? What are the standalone moments? Now, this is going to be biased um, towards the big team-up movies because just naturally they have more moments. So... We'll factor that in. And honestly, if the team-up movies are ranked highly, I don't care. I don't care. So, we've talked about the criteria. We've talked about the um, what this is and what this isn't. I'm sure more of these things will come uh, to the fore as we discuss them. Maybe some more rules or categories will come up. Um, I'm not going to talk about special effects. I'm not going to talk about sky beams. Uh, in the third act or anything like that. I probably won't talk about acts all that much at all. You know, Doc Manson has a very cinematic mind. When he breaks down a horror movie, he's talking about, you know, the things that happened in the middle and then in the third act. That's not the way I perceive entertainment. 
I watched the movie, and yes, while I do obviously conceive of the notion of beginning, middle, and end, I'm not trying to break things down into acts or any of that sort of thing. All right. I think we've talked a bunch, so let's begin. And actually, let's start with the two first movies, because we are ranking them. So it would make sense to start with two. Let's begin with the two movies that came out in 2008 that kicked off uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One of them is obvious, Iron Man. The other one is technically uh, Ed Norton's The Incredible Hulk. Um, I don't know how many people consider that, not just because it's Ed Norton and not Mark Ruffalo, uh, but also it's just, you know, we do get, what's his name, William Hurt? Is that the correct actor's name? Um, as General Thunderbolt Ross, he does continue throughout the movies. Um, but, you know, it is sort of right on that that border. I don't think they would have made that movie had they known what they were going to do with the MCU. Uh, all right. Heroes. Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark, Iron Man. Has there been better casting in the Marvel Universe? I don't know that there has. Maybe we'll get to it as we continue chatting about it. Um, he's just perfect in that role. You watch interviews of him, the man, and you could feel like you're listening to an interview with Tony Stark. The two, and maybe it was because this seemed to me to be like the renaissance of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, the character and the actor are so closely intertwined. Um, it's going to be hard to top that category. Um, in terms of the the theatrical performance. Uh, Iron Man was never a comic book character or a TV character that I really identified with. A guy with no powers who just happens to have enough money and technical know-how to build a suit isn't that impressive to me. It's kind of why I don't care for Batman all that much. He has no powers. Um, and and we'll talk more about some of that type of thing as, as we get going. Um, Ed Norton's the Hulk. Ed Norton was fine as the Incredible Hulk. It's always going to be interesting for that character because there's going to be CGI. You know, I don't know. Maybe they tracked Ed Norton's, you know, they put the little balls all over him and they did his motion capture, uh, for it. But, you know, he's not the Hulk. He's Bruce Banner and he does a fine job as Bruce Banner, um, you know, working with children, I totally understand the the appeal of a superhero that is just all rage. I have many children who have identified deeply with Bruce Banner. And just because they are little rage monsters, children, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes we all are. Um, I would give the edge to Iron Man here. Um, I I think that makes sense. I think we can we can tell right away. Iron Man is going to rank higher on this list than the Incredible Hulk. Um, so without wanting to spend a huge amount of time, couple quick things. Uh, Jeff Daniels playing Obadiah Stane. Great casting, great actor. Chews up the scenery, which I always like. Uh, I do like Tim Roth as Abomination. Uh, Emil Blonsky. I appreciate that that character um, 
made a return, even if it was a short, a small one, uh, in Shang-Chi. He also has returned in the comic, the more recent comics, which is interesting. Um, again, I'd give the edge to uh, Jeff Daniels. You know, we, we can consider William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. He's also part of that. Um, you know, the the other characters, Pepper Potts is very good. Don't get me wrong. They did a lot great casting with Gwyneth Paltrow and with Jon Favreau playing Happy. Like, very good casting for the whole, that kind of the Tony Stark familia, the inner circle sort of thing. Um, Liv Tyler as Betty Ross was fine. You know, it, it's not a bad movie. It's just not a great movie. Um... I don't remember a ton about the story. I know they teased the leader at some point, which was interesting for me. The one thing I will say, of these two movies, the scene that I go back to every time, honestly, comes from The Incredible Hulk. Um, and maybe it's the hopeless romantic in me. Uh, Liv Tyler, Betty Ross and new guy who goes on to star in Modern Family are in this local pizza shop. And they're obviously on a date. And unbeknownst to her, Bruce Banner is hiding out in this pizza shop, obviously friends with the owner. He's known them since they were kids, something like, you know, to that effect. Um, and Banner comes out. He's about to walk out of the swinging doors into the restaurant, and he sees Betty. And for half a second, Betty sees Bruce. And he he's immediately disappears. Now, you know, Bruce has disappeared. He's run away. He's been living, you know, in South America and, you know, basically on the run this whole time. And she catches a glimpse of him, immediately forgets all about the guy she's on a date with. She runs into the kitchen. She runs out the door. It's a little weird that she just stops and goes, Bruce. He's behind a dumpster about six feet from her. Um, but now she's standing in the rain. She goes back inside. She goes to the pizza owner, and she's like, basically, tell me that he's here. And so we cut to, um, you know, Ed Norton is walking in the pouring rain on a bridge, hitchhiking, trying to get a ride. Betty finds him. They reunite on the bridge. It's a very cute moment. It really is. The acting is good. Um, the moment is good. I don't watch anything else from that movie. <laughs> That's the only piece that occasionally when I think about it, I'll go back and watch. Um, Iron Man, I'll watch the whole, you know, I've watched him coming back from you know, being captured and Pepper Potts is, you know, teary-eyed because she hates job hunting or what have you. Um, I've seen some of the Iron Man moments. I, I didn't talk about uh, Rhodey, uh, War Machine, you know, Terrence Howard doing a nice job. Um, I'm typing in the ranking list. You know, doing a nice job, doesn't get to keep the role. Don Cheadle's probably better. Uh, that is a nice scene. Also, when they're chasing after Iron Man and he calls Rhodey and he's basically like, that's me. And he's like, I knew it was your tech, yada, yada, yada. He's like, no, it's me. It's a suit. And you realize that Tony's in the suit. Um, good moment. Iron Man, better, far better movie. Far better movie. We spent much too much time breaking it down. Uh, so let's move on to our third movie, Iron Man 2. Um, I prefer Iron Man 2. To Iron Man, which is the minority opinion and probably the wrong opinion. Iron Man, start to finish, pretty great movie the whole time. Um, but Iron Man 2, to me, has more moments. The moment I come back to all the time is him discovering a new element. We can talk about the scientific r ridiculousness of that scene. But him seeing the World's Fair that his father created, 
you know, getting the home video where he, the father basically says, I made this for you. You know, I, I know this exists, but I can't make it yet. You're going to be the one to be able to make it. He, you know, uses Jarvis to figure out all of the, um, you know, the where the electrons are and then makes the new element, which magically is also the thing that's going to cure him from his, you know, metal poisoning or whatever that is. Again, story is dumb. The story is better in Iron Man 1 than in Iron Man 2, but that moment is great. Again, the acting, fantastic. Uh, I like the villains better. You've got Justin Hammer, who's dorky and funny, uh, and then you have Whiplash. Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rooney? No, Mickey Rourke. Um, You know, it's not exactly what the comic was, but you don't need it to be. The whips were cool. We'll get to it as we go through these. You get tired very quickly of good guy facing bad guy who is a Ed Boon, Mortal Kombat style, just change the color palette thing. Your Ant-Man Yellow Jacket, your Black Panther Killmonger. They're the same character with the same powers fighting each other. That gets boring. At least Whiplash has something different. Um, I prefer Iron Man 2, I think. Um, I think the moments are good. Uh, You know, again, I I am a romantic. The fact that that is the movie in which um, Tony and Pepper get together at the end, that's a cute moment she's going to quit and then war machines there, which is funny. And he says, I'm taking the suit. You can't have the suit. Wasn't asking takes off. Um, so I'm putting Iron Man two at the top right now. Again, this is my list, not yours, uh, which brings us to Thor. And I don't want to rush this, but I feel like, you know, we're 17 minutes in. I've talked about three movies, um, which brings us to Thor. Chris Hemsworth, as again, very good casting. We've spent a decade with it, so you can't imagine Thor without it being Chris Hemsworth. But just go back and look at the way Chris Hemsworth looked in the original Thor. It's very different than the Thor we know now. Um, and our, our mental schema has shifted to picture Chris Hemsworth looking very much like Chris Hemsworth as Thor. But he's not exactly the right fit for that character if you go through the comics. You know, my father-in-law, huge Thor fan from the 60s, the, the flowing blonde hair, he, like big, you know, he looks like Triple H circa evolution. Like the big muscles, the long flowing hair, the helmet, all of that. You know, Triple H, when he was really bloated on steroids, like really bloated, um, would have actually been a good Thor. Uh, and, you know... Again, it's not Hemsworth's fault that he's Australian. And, you know, so there was not going to be any sort of, I don't know if Thor has an accent, but if he is, you know, Asgardian, there might be some sort of difference in the way he talks. But regardless, Um, Loki, I'm not going to, well, I'll say it now and correct myself later. No other villain got a TV show except for Agatha Harkness now. So... Loki's the best villain in the MCU, question mark. We'll we'll go through it, but I think that's accurate. Um, So the fact that, you know, and this isn't his best work. Like, Thor isn't the best work of any of them. Um, It's not a bad movie, don't get me wrong, but we're going to get better Loki, better Thor, better Odin. Um, 
as we get going. Not Thor the Dark World, not what I'm talking about. Although Loki is better in Thor the Dark World, but that's beside the point. Um, but to get that birth of Loki, the the scene in the treasury where, you know, Loki realizes that he's not um, a blood relative, that he's the adopted son of Odin. And, you know, his face changes to be the blue of a frost giant. He's screaming, tell me! Great scene. Good acting by Anthony Hopkins and uh, Tom Hiddleston. Um, the ending scene is good where he gets his power back. I, I do go back and watch that moment on the YouTube. Uh, Natalie Portman is fine as Jane Foster. I'm very nervous and like excited to see it, but nervous about how she's going to do playing Jane Foster, who then becomes Thor. It's not exactly like, again, she doesn't fit the mold. Then again, Jane Foster didn't either. Um, I would say this movie comes in third for me. I think Iron Man and Iron Man 2 are better, but it's better than the Hulk. I think we can say, I think we can safely agree that that. All right. Captain America. Don't care for him. Um, again, he ha technically he has powers, uh, but his powers are he is the absolute peak of human conditioning. So he is as strong as a human could ever be. He is as fast as a human could ever be. He has the stamina of, you know, the, the most elite ultra marathon runner, which is great, except any one of the X-Men could beat him. Like, you know, he has the shield, too, which is a nice touch, I suppose. But, you know, my guy is always Colossus. Colossus, way stronger. Would kill him with a single punch if he wanted to. Um, so, you know, Captain America's never really done it for me. Uh, it's a good movie, though. Don't get me wrong. Chris Evans, very nice job playing Captain America. Certainly grows into the role. Um <clears throat> Slightly ballsy of them to pick someone who had already been in a Marvel movie. Uh, a, a bad one at that. We'll get to the Fantastic Four films, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, <clears throat> but Chris Evans is good. I like Hugo Weaving. Um, I didn't... You know, it's a period piece. It's it's set... You know, the ending is he comes out of the ice. Um, it's a period piece... I'm a history buff, but I didn't need a period piece. Like, I understand why you had to have it for the, the role. Uh, Peggy Carter was great. The fact that that kicked off that romance that lasted through all of the movies uh, was nice. Gets a little awkward in the middle. We'll talk about that. Um, you know, I don't... Do I go back? I'll occasionally, if I see it on YouTube, I'll watch the moment where she shoots the shield. Like he, you know, gets kissed by some model or something and she, you know, they're testing the shield and she shoots it because she's obviously very mad that Chris Evans has, has kissed somebody else. Um, you know, it's, it's not it's like to me again, is it the, it's not the worst, but I would put it below Thor even because again, it just... That is not a movie I'm going to go seek out. If I were to do a Marvel rewatch, obviously being a completionist, I'd watch the whole thing. But 
that would not be a movie I'd be super excited to to see. Yeah, the original Captain America. It, it's it's a it, I'm glad it's there, but I don't need to see it again. Which brings us to Avengers, which is a movie I will watch anytime it's on. Avengers is going to you know be the the winner here. It's going to take the top spot in my mind. Um, so far, so far, let's make sure we say so far, uh, cause you've got all of them. You've, you introduce black widow. Now she was technically introduced in Iron Man two. We didn't talk about her. That is a good scene though. Her fighting through happy's taking out one guy. And then the time he takes out one guy, she takes out 10. That is a good scene. Uh, we are introduced to Hawkeye and Thor. That's a great moment. Don't get me wrong. Did love that. I remember marking out like crazy in the, um, theater seeing Thor because, you know, I, I think it's Coulson who's like, Barton, do you have eyes on him? And I'm like, Barton, Barton, Barton. And he goes up in the thing and he gets the bow and, uh, great moment. Um, but you get them all. And, you know, the fact that they're being brought together. Now we have the ensemble. Now we get all the different people. We have all the great moments. I'll watch the New York fight scene. Um, you know, oh, the, the scene that I perhaps have watched more than any other Marvel scene is is Bruce Banner hulking out. That's the secret cap. I'm always angry. And he turns and transforms and punches the Shatari, whatever that thing. It's obviously live of some kind of a battle whale. I don't know what it's called. Uh, that is perhaps the greatest. I... I don't think I cried, but I probably screamed. My wife says she loves watching these, watching me watch these movies because I get to nerd out. Oh, that scene is so good. So good. They did a nice job of making the Hulk look more. I'm now I'm starting to think of Professor Hulk, but you know, you could believe that Mark Ruffalo could turn into the Hulk. Um, it's a great movie. Loki's great. You know, we we could, I could fanboy it over it for an hour. It's a great movie. It's at the top of my list. And then we have Iron Man three. So we go from from the 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 mountaintop to the to the deepest darkest valley. Iron Man three. I don't know if I've ever been more upset that they screwed up the Mandarin now. Did I want the Mandarin to be portrayed by uh, an English actor? No. I wanted the Mandarin to be Asian because the character in the comics is Asian. However, you get Sir Ben Kingsley and the voice and the look. Like, I was in on him being the Mandarin, and I was so excited. I can't tell you this story. Uh, I know it has to do something with extremists and Guy Ritchie is playing a guy. His I am the I want to punch him in the face when he says I am the Mandarin. Um, you know he's trying to save Pepper Potts. He does the thing with the armor. Now he's by himself. The kids involved. I did appreciate. Pretty sure that's the kid who shows up at Tony Stark's funeral from Iron Man Three. Pretty sure they don't ever reference it, but he's there. Um, but that movie is just bad. It's just bad. I was so mad when we found out that Trevor Slattery, who redeemed that character, redeems itself over time. We'll get to that. But um, I was so mad. 
you know, and then, and then I think we're going to get, we're going to end on a high because now he's bringing in all the different suits and we get to see because the cool thing about Tony Stark is that he has all of the different suits. You have um, the Hulkbuster. You have one that can go underwater. You have one that's stealth. You have one for space. You know, he has all of these different variations and he brings them out at the end of that movie. And you've got the one that can like hold up the building because he can like plant himself into the ground and all of that sort of stuff. That's awesome. Loved that part. And then he blows them all up and ruins it. It's I. It's my least. It's a bold statement considering what which movie we're about to talk about next. It might be. It might be my least favorite Marvel movie. Iron Man three, it's just I, it's hard to find anything redeeming about it. You know, I think this was like Robert Downey Jr. saying, "I want a a movie in which I'm not in the suit most of the time," and that's not what I wanted. I would take a movie where you're only in the suit. We only see your face looking through the helmet cam. All right, Thor: The Dark World. I don't know. Am I going to do all of these? That's a lot of movies. Let's see. One, two. How many movies are there total? Let's start there. Let's delete this. So there are 25 Marvel movies. I've done seven. So we'll get to 10 or 12 and see, see how we're feeling. Thor The Dark World. I know a lot of people hate it. Like hate it, hate it. It's their least favorite. Um... I can't agree. It's not good. Um, as a and I think actually I like it more now because I've read some more of the comics, so I understand Malekith a little bit more. Um, I think they could have done a much better job with the villain and the dark elves. Uh, but I enjoy the whole Rene Russo thing, and again, the fact that we. I'm I'm looking at it through hindsight where in Endgame he goes back and talks to Rene Russo again. We have to, you know, I am looking at it through those those glasses. Um It's not going to be in the top 5. It's better than Iron Man 3. Is it better than The Incredible Hulk? It's it's kind of on that level. It's about there. Um you know, Loki, the whole thing with him in prison and he's using his magic to make it look like he's living the life of Riley and then he's just, you know, barefoot and tattered on the ground. He's obviously smashed all of his furniture. That's a very good scene. Uh, the whole curse. Uh, I remember, you know, I used to have, I wasn't a big comic collector. I've said this a hundred times. I don't care. But the the handbook of the Marvel Universe, those big books where you just would look at the heroes and it would like tell you in paragraph it was basically wikipedia marvel's wikipedia before the internet um loved those so i knew curse the big monster demon guy you know it wasn't just a dark elf you know with a really big red bull um yeah i'll say i'll say it's better than Incredible Hulk. Yeah, okay. I think I think I'll say it's better. 
just because it at least is part of the mythos. Incredible Hulk is like really it's an outlier. Um, all right, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Uh, if you take out all of the ensemble movies, if you take out Avengers and Civil War and Endgame and all of that, um, Winter Soldier is probably my fitting. It's up there. It's up there. It would be in my top three. If you, you know, of movies that have only a small number of superheroes, because you do have Cap and Bucky, even though he's the bad guy, and Black Widow. Um, but that's such a good movie. That's such a good movie. The elevator fight, though, the elevator fight scene, um, the escape, him and Scarlet on the run. You get the, is it Arnim Zola? You get a Zola cameo, which I never expected. You've got the Bucky and the redeeming story there, which is great. Again, it helps that I'm talking about it in hindsight. Um, I act. The story is probably better than the Avengers story. Storyline-wise, you probably give it to Winter Soldier. That is a great story. Uh, that Hydra has kind of made infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, Nick Fury. I'm sure I'm missing incredibly big scenes here. People will remind me. Uh, Nick Fury getting attacked and having to escape. Um, you know, faking his death and that whole thing. And then coming back at the end, Robert Redford. Uh, you know, it makes me forget that it's a Captain America movie and I don't care for Captain America because you add the element of the Black Widow, you add Bucky, who now does have, because he has the metal arm, he has some powers. Um, and he was just a cooler character. Is it better than the Avengers, though? That's the question. It's either one or two. Better story... Moments aren't as good. The villain's a weird thing because really Robert Redford's the villain and he does fine, but it's not great. So I think I'll go with Avengers, but probably should have figured out a better way to do this than just cutting and pasting. But yeah, we'll go Winter Soldier. So our, our, our top three right now, Avengers, Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2. Let's keep going. Guardians of the Galaxy. I have a weird opinion about the Guardians movies. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy one and a half times in the theater. Let me explain that. I went the first time with either my cousin or with... I don't think I went with Doc. Did I go with Tall Guy? It may have been my cousin. I think my cousin and I went. My cousin... Big comic book fan, much bigger collector than I was. Um, you know, we we bonded over love of a lot of nerd things, Star Trek, uh, superheroes, all of that. Um, and, you know, he is, uh, he's on Twitter. He's one of my followers. I can't tell you who he is. He's made me promise not to tell you, but he, like, he's someone I interact with on Twitter. Um, he's not Glenn or Jeremy. But that would be hilarious if it was. Um, I lost my train of thought thinking about my cool cousin. He doesn't have a lot of uh, 
nerd friends. So I was the, like, we would go see movies together. He was a huge Fantastic Four fan. So I think I saw all the Fantastic Four movies with him, much to our chagrin. Um, but I think I saw it with him and we enjoyed it. I didn't know anything about the Guardians. I wasn't a Guardians fan. The Guardians of the Galaxy to me are 80s comics with Vance Astro and um, Martinex and Yondu, but he's not this Yondu. Um, and Charlie 27, and like those guys, um, I knew. I didn't know this new group. I had no idea who Star-Lord was. Um, I knew Drax, but and I knew Gamora from, the again, the encyclopedias, but I didn't know Rocket. I didn't know Groot. Um, but it was a good movie. It was a very good movie. And I liked it so much that I said, you know what? My wife's a Marvel fan. I can't tell you how lucky I am that my wife's a Marvel fan. We've seen most of these movies. I'm going to take her to see this Marvel movie. It's going to be great. So I take her to see Guardians and we sit in the theater and the movie starts and it's probably 10 or so minutes in. I go, oh, oh no. This is a Marvel movie, but this is a sophomoric Marvel movie. And my wife doesn't care for that. And so we got to a point in the middle-ish of the movie, and I think Star-Lord talks about peeing his pants or something, and I could just feel my wife just be done. And this is the only time this has ever happened. We left the theater. Like, we just left. I said, let's get out of here. You don't want to see this. And she's like, yeah, but you want to see it. And I said, I already saw it. Let's go. Let's not waste our time. And so we walked out. And that kind of soured my opinion um, on the on the movie because, you know, my wife didn't like it. So if my wife didn't like it, obviously there's something wrong with it. It just so happens it's not her type of movie. Um, Ronan the Accuser is not a great villain in this movie. Partially because Thanos is actually the villain. We just can't do a lot with him yet. So this is like your mid-level boss. You know who the final boss is, but this is a mid-level boss. Uh, and that kind of uh, sours it. You know, Ronan the Accuser in the comics is pretty cool. This Ronan, not so cool. Uh, but Chris Pratt's good as Star-Lord. You know, the casting's very good. Batista's amazing as Drax, as we all would expect, being wrestling fans. Um, I would put this, and maybe it's just to break it up. I'm going to put this... This is going to be a hot take at number four. I'm going to say I liked Iron Man 2 more than I liked Guardians, which might not be true. Might not be true. But I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, if only because the villain, like Ronan is not great. You know, Ronan is not great. The fact that they have to keep going back to he's reporting to Thanos and all of that, like, I don't know that we can count that. Um, I'm also not going back to any moments from the original Guardians movie. Like, I'm not going onto YouTube to look up anything from that. I will go back and watch m multiple scenes from Guardians 2, interestingly enough. Um, but not Guardians 1. Huh. That's something I'm going to have to think about as we get through this, because the rewatch potential is higher for me in Guardians 2, which is generally considered to be worse than the first one. Fascinating. Where are we at? We are at 10. 
I want to I want to get to at least 12. Age of Ultron. I love James Spader. Um, Raymond Reddington in The Blacklist, one of the great TV characters of all time. Uh, Ultron. The weird thing about this, and again, I said I wasn't going to factor in the comics, but I have to for this purpose. You are changing the story of the Marvel canon so much from the comics that it has to be mentioned. Ultron is the creation of Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man. He is so closely tied to Hank Pym in the comics that at one point the two of them like fuse together and you can't like he has like half a human face, but he's half Ultron. And there's, you know, like so the fact that they did Ultron without Hank Pym to me always felt weird. Even from the beginning, it always felt weird. Uh, this movie introduces us to Vision and Scarlet Witch, which means it it is meaningful and relevant. Um, and I'll go back and watch the birth of Vision scene multiple times and the whole thing where he lifts the hammer. That's great. But that's it. Occasionally, I'll watch the one where he goes, I was born yesterday. Vision might be my favorite Avenger. I, I love Vision, and they did an incredible job with him all throughout um, the Marvel TV shows and movies. Um, but this was not a good movie. I, you know, I appreciate the, the Natasha and Bruce romance angle. Uh, they do kind of sort of set up uh, the whole Planet Hulk thing. By, you know, having him disappear afterwards. She's trying to talk him down and he just leaves because he knows it can't work. Um, but yeah, it, especially after the high of the Avengers, you expect the sequel to be amazing. And it was, I remember leaving the theater disappointed. Uh, I would put it smack dab in the middle. I, nope, not even. Less than that. Uh, I was going to put it you know, right in between Iron Man and Thor. But I think I have to put it after Thor. I think I liked Thor more uh, than Age of Ultron. You know, the fact that Iron Man, the original, is fifth on this list already feels wrong to me. I might have to reconcile this at some point. Uh, let's do our last one. We'll end with Ant-Man, um, which I think is a good spot to end. And that way we'll pick up an, another episode uh, with Civil War. No, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say something, but it would, it would ruin it. Um, so let's end with Ant-Man. Uh, never was huge into Ant-Man. It's cool. Technically, he has powers. They aren't his powers. It's technology-based, which, again, is not my favorite thing. But that's okay. Um the shrinking thing's cool. He doesn't do Giant Man until Civil War. So this is just shrinking. By this point, this is where it really gets to, you know, up until this point, you have Iron Man and Iron Monger. Um, you have Hulk and Abomination. So, again, we're getting heroes and villains that are similar. Thor and Loki, yes, technically they're both Asgardian, but they are different enough that it's okay. Captain America and the Red Skull, fine. Um... 
Iron Man 3, it's, it's, those all stink. You know, Winter Soldier, Cap and Bucky, kind of the same thing. But you're interested in the story enough that you don't mind. This is where it there's the first time that you go, oh, my God, really? Are we doing this again? You know, it's Ant-Man and Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket, I don't remember being a villain in the comics. Yellow Jacket was one of um, Janet Van Dyne's, you know, when she, she wasn't the Wasp, she was Yellow Jacket. Or he became Yellow Jacket. Like, I don't remember that being an, an enemy of Ant-Man. The enemy of Ant-Man is Ultron! Unless you're going to break out Grizzly or somebody stupid, because Scott Lang in the comics is a more recent creation, and he doesn't have, as far as I know, a huge, big master enemy. He's a B-level hero. He's got B-level enemies. So break out Black Ant if you want, you know. I I don't know. Clearly, I have strong opinions that I wasn't expecting. Um, Paul Rudd's great. Evangeline Lilly as Jenna Van Dyne is good. Michael Douglas as Hank Pym is good. The supporting cast, um, I'm not going to remember names, but the supporting cast actually in this is very strong. It's what saves the movie, is the comic relief of this. The fact that they went straight out and just said, let's do a comedy comedy saves this movie. Uh, I'm going to, again, I'm going to put it in the uh, same place. I'm going to put it ahead of Ultron, but I, I like Thor and... Iron Man and Guardians better. But it's right now it is currently sitting at 7th out of 12, which seems about right. So to sum up, uh, right now at this moment, Avengers number one Marvel movie, followed by Winter Soldier, Iron Man 2, Guardians, and Iron Man 1. And I'm going to change that right now and actually switch those. Iron Man is now 4th, right below Iron Man 2. Uh, Guardians is 5th. And I'm happy with that. So we're going to leave this episode here. Uh, we have more movies to do. Again, Civil War, Doctor Strange. We'll we'll get into some Spider-Man. And I'll have some more hot takes. Uh, but this is fun. And I hope you enjoyed. You know, this isn't booking. This is ranking. Uh, so I suppose this should be called the joy of ranking. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's free. So the name's weird. It's free. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews, and I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of ranking or booking. Uh, you know, we're just going to celebrate joy. Wherever we can find it, we celebrate joy. Talk to you on the flip side.